Good morning and welcome to the bright side on Halloween. Today we are going to be talking about cleaning the skeletons out of your closet. So it's a spooky day and we figure this is a good way to start out your Halloween. So when I'm talking about cleaning the skeletons out of your closet, I'm not talking about airing all of your secrets or telling people you know, ancient stories that you're not willing to share. What I'm talking about is getting clear on what is still in your closet, what spirits or what stories are left over from your lifetime, your experience that are still haunting you. What are things that rattle around when you sleep or when you're trying to sleep? What are whispers that come up when you're by yourself or you get still or quiet? What are those? And then how do you figure out what it is that those spirits of the skeletons in your closet need to communicate with you before they can be set free to the other side? So obviously we're talking metaphorically here. We're not talking about real spirits in your closet, but they could definitely do as much damage to your psyche as the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future did to old Mr. Scrooge. When we have things that are rattling around, old stories that excite fear and anxiety and, um, and bring us that, you know, that nervousness, uh, that's, that scared feeling about certain things, then those can impact the way that we're living our lives and the way that we're operating. And we want to find those and we want to understand what they are. And then we want to understand like, what are they trying to tell us? And this is really a metaphor for extracting the learning. What is the learning that you need to get? So there used to be a show, I want to say, I can't remember the name of it now. I want to say it was called Ghost, but it's not. But it was this gal who could speak to spirits and she would, um, she would meet people and these spirits would come to her and they would use her as a conduit to figure out, you know, to, to relay messages to people of forgiveness or to let people know what really happened, um, on the night of their death or that kind of a thing. And so, and then she would share those with, uh, with the party that was associated with this ghost or the spirit. And, and then once that was done, it was kind of like a nice pretty bow. And then that spirit could go to the other side and live in peace. And so we want to do that. I want to think about our unprocessed stories. So things that uh, we have not dealt with. Maybe they were, it was a trauma in our life, or maybe it was just an embarrassing moment or a time of humiliation or a time when, of regret. You know, we all do things in life that we regret. And maybe at the time they seemed like it was a great idea. And then now you look back and you think, oh, if anyone found out that I did that, I would die. So, um, so you want to be thinking about those unprocessed stories, things you haven't worked through and think of them as ghosts that are haunting us and stuck between this living world and the great beyond. And then as you find them, as you identify what they are and you can identify what they are by, you know, when the little whispers come up or when somebody says something that triggers you, uh, that brings up an old moment of shame or embarrassment or guilt or regret. You can notice like, ooh, I'm feeling one of those emotions. That's probably tied to an unprocessed story. And so I probably need to look into that. I probably need to understand what my story is about that and then understand what the story is still hanging around to teach me. And so 
as you spend time communicating with your old stories, figuring out what they are, finding out what needs to be done to set them free, you're able to then um, let them go and move on. And so there's a few different ways to do that. You know, one is to get still. So we think about Halloween and we think about the traditions and the movies and all that. And you think about people who, you know, do seances and light candles and get quiet in the dark. And you think about people who play on the Ouija board and that kind of a thing. And um, it's really about getting quiet. So when you want to hear your stories, uh, slowing down, being still and getting really quiet to listen to those stories is important. And as we slow down, so you think about this idea of a seance where they turn out the lights and it's just a candlelight and everybody holds hands and gets really, really still. Um, That is a great way to get in touch with your stories. You know, turn out the other distractions in your life. Turn off your phone. Turn off the television. Turn off the radio in your car. Turn off the busyness and the inbox and everything else that's going on, the crazy schedule, the too much to do and too little time. Slow down enough so that those stories can come to the surface. Because often when I find a client who's running from a story, who's running as fast as they can, who's running themselves into the ground by working too much, by parenting too much, by overcommitting to too many things, by staying as busy as they can, we often find that they're running from one of these unprocessed stories and that they feel like if they just keep going and stay busy enough and and, uh, have enough things going on, then they won't be able to hear or feel what's going on with the story. And you cannot keep running from it. It will catch up with you every time. So when you slow down and you get still and you get quiet, these stories start to creep in. This is why a lot of people don't like to meditate. Like if you have a lot of unprocessed stories or skeletons in your closet, ghosts between here and and the other side, uh, it's often why getting still makes you itchy. So if you're somebody who doesn't like to meditate or be still or stop moving, one reason might be, and this isn't to say it always is, but it might be that there's something you're trying to ignore. So just notice that if you resist this idea of getting still, you might say, well, what, you know, how is it possible? What could be possible that I'm trying to run from? Now, getting still is one way. Another way is to just notice when you get triggered. Emotions are the very first um, thing that can come to you. So you're, you know, we get signaled and triggered in our bodies by emotional response. So if you're feeling guilt, regret, shame, uh, sadness, anxiety, fear, those are things that you'll want to look into. Those are stories that may need a little bit more communication before they're ready to move on to the other side. So when you identify your story, once you figure out what it is you're running from, what it is that's rattling around in your closet, your proverbial closet, and uh, what it is that is keeping you up at night, 
So much like Mr. Scrooge in uh, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens was kept up by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future all night long, um, the, our stories can do that to us. They rattle around in our heads, they show up in our dreams, and they say, hey, listen to me. If you're not going to listen to me in the waking world, we're going to come get you and wake you up at night. So um, for the most of us, we'd like to have a good night's sleep, and so being able to process these stories is important. So as you think about um, how to process them, so let's say, okay, I've gotten still, I know my story, right? I don't have to do anything crazy to figure it out. I've been dealing with this story for a long time. Then you want to bring it into full technicolor, meaning you want to sit with it, let the emotions around that story grow big so that you can understand what's going on. Try to get into the layers and the details of the story. What part of the story is causing my grief, my shame, my anxiety, my fear. Where is that coming from? What is the belief in my story that's triggering that? Spending time with that. How can I learn from this is really the key piece to setting those skeletons in your closet, those ghosts in your head free. And so as you look back on an experience that wasn't so great in your life or a story that you tell yourself about an experience, that brings up these negative emotions, spend some time with it, let it grow big. And then when it does, ask yourself, what was the lesson in this? What is the positive lesson I can take forward? So this isn't about bashing yourself. You, you know, bad person, you should have never done that. That's just shaming yourself and that's not helpful. But thinking about, okay, what got me into that situation in the first place? We know that the choice we made was a poor one in some situations. So we don't need to beat ourselves up about making the choice. The choice has been made. But what are some of the things in your life that you could take from it? What are the lessons? How do I avoid getting in that situation again? What were the things that I could have done differently to get myself out of that situation? And so really being clear about what those lessons are and taking those lessons and being able to rewrite your new story with the lesson that says, hey, I made a bad choice and that's part of my life story and part of who I am and I'm going to learn from that and I'm going to move on and I'm going to let that spirit, that ghost in my closet, I'm going to let that go and be free on the other side because it's taught me the lesson that I needed to learn. So this is, uh, this is really the, um, the key in figuring out how to clear out your, uh, your ghosts, your skeletons in your closet, how to let them go. And uh, hopefully this will help you sleep a little bit better on Halloween. And, uh, and you might have to spend some time with this particular story a few times until you really get the lesson. As Brene Brown talks about in her book, Rising Strong, which is all about rewriting our story and rumbling with our stories, you know, there may be multiple things you need to be thinking about. Loss, longing, grief, vulnerability, shame, guilt, trust, all of those things. And so it may take more than one sitting. And you may have to visit this ghost a couple of times. But as you do, they will begin to become freer and freer. And once you take your learning and you can rewrite that story as somebody who's learned from something that happened in their life versus somebody who's running from something that happened in their life, that will set you free. So with that, happy Halloween. I hope that you have a fantastic uh, evening and I hope that you are um, 
out and haunting and enjoying the, the candy gathering and all of your um, your kids in their costumes and uh, or your friends in their costumes. Have a safe night and we look forward to uh, seeing you next week, same time, same place for a spooktacular election week. This has been Alexis Robin with The Bright Side. We're sponsored by P-Link Coaching Center for Excellence. Check us out on the web at plinkcoachingcenter.com. Go to our library page or download our app for a bunch of free content that will help you uh, become the best leader and the best person that you can be. Have a wonderful Halloween.